Welcome to the Bright Square Geekcast, your weekly, perfectly symmetrical, perfectly balanced, and of course, perfect square. I'm your host, Brad Ballinger, and of course, joined by the Brad from the Frozen Wastelands of Canada, my co-host, Brad Rock. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Brad. You know, we're uh, we're going to have to come up with a new intro. I know, we need I'm... to come up with a new intro. It's not quite uh, well, I'm thinking. all. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm thinking, you know, getting uh, a week or two into December, and there's still no snow in Canada. So uh, we... Uh, we're talking about having a green Christmas. I uh... See, I was going to ask you that when we first called, but I forgot. I was going to ask you if you had any snow yet. Nothing. We don't have any snow either. Yesterday was unseasonally mild. It was about 10 degrees Celsius. So that's, I don't know, like 400 in Fahrenheit or something. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's it's very, very different for this time of year. Do you like snow? No, of course not. Nobody likes snow. Okay, then, so you, the... then you have me to thank because... I had purchased a pair of winter boots for my girlfriend, and then now there's going to be no chance that she uses them, so... There you go. It's like, it's just meant to be. It's like, oh, you bought snow boots? Well, there's not going to be any snow. Sorry about that. Yeah, well, I, I had put up the Christmas lights on my house, like, three weeks ago, because I wanted to make sure I did it before it snowed, because then yeah, you don't yeah. want to be up on the icy roof. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not complaining. I, I'm not a fan of the snow. I should make but you know what I am a fan of, Brad? What? I'm a fan of technology and gaming. So, Brad, what's happening this week in technology and gaming? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Actually, start off with, have you, have you, been, uh, have you been still playing um, uh, Fallout 4? I have. How's, how how are you enjoying Fallout 4? Holy smokes, it's like 20 games in one. <laughs> well, we last casted a couple weeks ago, and uh, and you had just started getting into it. Have you finished the main quest yet? Nope. I'm pretty close to finishing the main quest, but I also don't want to because I'm going to just probably drop it after that. Yeah. And so I've... I've tried to get into like the building aspect, but it's really, really difficult. Because that seems to be the one thing people are raving about. It's really fun, but some of the stuff is very finicky, so it gets kind of annoying at some points. Maybe you just suck at it. <laughs> it's probably true. Um, no, like um, some parts, like some pieces that you can build on your settlements, they come with floors, and some don't. So you have to, when you start, you have to know which ones do and which ones don't. Otherwise, you have some floors and some no, and some you don't have floors. Because floors are like, there's two sizes. There's like the regular size, and then there's another size that's a quarter the size. Right? So you can fill in little tiny spots. Um, for example, like stairs are like uh, half a square wide. And so in order to fill in the space around it, because it comes with a floor piece, you need the extra, like, little tiny pieces. But the uh, corners and stuff, like, you could build a corner with just a couple walls, right, and a floor. Um, but there's custom corners, too, that look kind of cool. But they don't really match up. They're not the same size as the uh, other stuff. So it's very obscure. And they do not let um, stuff collide. But something that I did find out uh, a couple days ago, I think, that I thought was really cool. Um, I didn't notice it before. Um, maybe there was an update. Um, you can uh, 
like let's say you put a wall down, right? Uh, most of the walls are pretty see-through. Like the boards are either really kind of wide or there's a a piece missing from the wall. You can actually put another wall on top of it and it like layers. Okay. So what, what you're telling me is you're better at building vaults than you are settlements. No, now I'm pretty good at building settlements. <laughs> but the resources required are, get like exponentially like higher. Mm-hmm. So eventually I'm going to get to a point where I have like one settlement finished, but I have like the entire wasteland like cleared out of junk. <laughs> Very nice. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad you've been enjoying it. Yeah, uh, it's a good game. Um, yeah, everything I hear from people is, I'm looking is forward that to it's DLC, fantastic. <laughs> You're looking forward to the DLC already? Yeah. The game just came out. I know. You're not done yet. I know. <laughs> what do you need in DLC? Have they even announced what the DLC is going to be? Oh, you know there's going to be one. Well, yeah, there is. But have you even <laughs> have they even announced what it's going to be? I don't need to know what it's going to be. So if it's anything ex- like the last DLC. So you're excited for the DLC for a game you're not even close to being done, even though you don't know what it is. Exactly. That seems to, you know, shriek that the game you're playing right now isn't enough for you. Um, well, you could say that, <laughs> um, or you could say that it's not a, wait, uh, <laughs> yeah, Bam! Saying, yeah, you're right. Well, um, I'm, I'm sort of on the point where I'm kind of like worried about finishing. And if I finish there, I probably won't even get the DLC probably. Right. Really the main to... story is like kind of the bread and butter to me. Yeah. But the DLC are, are always has a new story to it. Yeah. But it's. Like, um, on Fallout, I want to say three, yeah, on Fallout three, um, most of the the storyline stuff that it added was, like, mid-storyline stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, there was no, like, like, the ending still was the same, regardless of with the DLC or not. Right. Um, and so, Uh, if I get to the end and I've finished, um... Which the the end is like, kind of, like the endings are always like sort of uh, flexible, right? Like you can finish multiple ways. Yeah. Um, I'm sort of trying to like finish to where like I don't piss anybody off. <laughs> it's always an impossibility in this game. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we we'll we'll let you wait for the uh, the DLC <laughs> then. Um, and uh, and moving on, what what topic do you want to talk about first today, right? Well, let's get the Apple one out of the way. The Apple one. So y- you know that uh, uh, I I'm a you know a, a big lover of all Apple products. <laughs> I couldn't sense the sarcasm anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Apple's newest uh, ingenious revolution is that in order to and, and okay, first I'm going to give them credit for this. They've at least come out and said there's a bloody reason for it. But in order the to... The reason's kind of stupid, though. It is. In order like, to be we have a small make... phone, we want it smaller. <laughs> exactly. In order to make their phone thinner, which I don't think is a necessarily a good thing, given that their last phone's bent, but in order to make their phones thinner, Apple needs to remove the headphone jack. Because it's a, it's a set size. Every headphone is literally the same size jack. Yeah. So there's literally no way to make it smaller. You have to remove it. Right. Well, yeah. Uh, and then in order to then 
continue to have a headphone, Apple is only going to allow you to have headphones through Bluetooth or through their lightning port. So their lightning port will now function as a headphone jack as well. Thoughts, Brad? Um, well, they did mention a couple plus sides to it, right? Did they now? <laughs> they did. Um, they were saying something about... Um, uh, most people don't know that their headphone jacks power their um, headphones, right? Some people just think that it just transmits the sound through it, but they all run on electricity, but it just runs very little. Um, so they're hoping that it's going to, um, remove the internal, like, what is it? I don't want to say battery cause it's not really a battery, but it says internal battery on the article though. So I guess that's what I'll say. <laughs> um, so it, it draws power from the iPhone itself rather than charging a little internal battery when you plug it in. Right. Cause it needs a buffer. Just the amount that the, uh, Jack's putting out is not enough to like really sustain it. You know what I mean? So it holds a buffer. They're hoping that now the headphones won't need a buffer. Um, also, I guess maybe it'll get people using Bluetooth headphones more. But in my opinion, they're kind of ugly. Well, I mean, Bluetooth headphones, uh, you know, there's not necessarily a, a distinct look to them. Like, I've seen some some nice-looking ones. But here, here's my big question, Brad. How many headphone pairs of headphones do you own? Um, actually, I own quite a few. I own, well, that's a lie. Are you talking about like kinds or how many actual pairs? <laughs> how many actual like pairs of headphones do you own? Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four pairs, I think. Yeah. At least I own at least that as well. And they're all apples, which means I should be able to turn them into them and be like, this doesn't work on my iPhone anymore. Can I get a replacement? <laughs> Yeah, like you know, if they had like a you know a, a guns for toys exchange, we could do a uh, headphones for headphones exchange. Now if you I'm buy sure a... they're going to probably when you purchase the phone that doesn't have the the jack anymore, they're going to give you a pair of headphones like they always do with every iPhone, right? Yeah, but that doesn't make up but, for the fact yeah, that right. you've got three backup pairs. Some are probably better than the Apple headphones, and uh, this is just. Such a short-sighted idea. Like, I, you know, I, I had someone on Twitter when I was complaining about it call me out and say, oh, you know, uh, people were also worried about CDs going away, USB drives going away. Uh, there was some other uh, example they had given. You know what the big difference is? There was a widely accepted alternative by that point. When they got rid of CD drives, we had... Uh, uh, when we got rid of CD drives, we had the um, uh, USB optical storage. When they got rid of the USB storage device, it was on an Apple computer that already only works with Apple shit. And there were adapters that you'd use. There was alternatives. You had cloud storage instead of USB storage. Like, at all these t points, there was a widely accepted alternative. But you know what isn't widely accepted yet is Bluetooth headphones. And really, that's the alternative you have to go for. Because not everyone is going to want an Apple-branded headphone. Some people are very loyal to other brands. Some people swear by the quality of other brands. 
To my knowledge, Apple doesn't make a sport headphone, and some of those are wired. You know, there there are Bluetooth ones, and but some sport headphones are wired, and, and th- those are very specific needs for people. This is just such a short-sighted and stupid, stupid idea. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I, like, I would purchase a pair of Bluetooth headphones, right? I mean, they're they're kind of cool, but the pairs that I'm interested in are the ones that there literally is none, and those are the ones that are completely wireless, right? So there's there's no wire connecting the two. And then they connect to some sort of battery behind, like we're in the middle of the wire, right? Yeah. It usually goes behind your back. My interests are like the ones that like you saw in like, you probably didn't see them in Back to the Future, but like those are the kind of things like you would see are like ones that like go in your ear. You can't even notice that you're wearing a pair, right? Well, the problem is that Bluetooth devices, you can only pair one to one. So in order to have two headphones, you need to or you need a cord connecting the two exactly and that's the issue so maybe we should be focusing on bluetooth allowing you to pair to multiple devices (laughs) Um, well you know the apple purists would say that uh this 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 choice by apple is revolutionary in the sense that it will force the uh bluetooth technology to grow and evolve in reality they're just they're having trouble we all know that and they view this uh, thin iPhone is a new gimmick, which of course will be unsuccessful because they're completely ignoring the fact that the only way their gimmicks worked before was being either revolutionary or quasi-revolutionary. And they're going to feel really stupid when... Well, the the thing is, Brad... it doesn't happen. (laughs) Yeah, like the thing is, Brad, it's going to be a nice little money grab for them at, at first at the beginning because everyone at some point buys a replacement pair of headphones. That's just a given. And now they're all going to buy them from Apple. Now, this is all um, this is all speculation, you know what I mean? So there's a, there's a chance that it probably won't happen, and if Apple's smart, they won't do it. Um, true. The Very reason true. that they're that they're speculating is because of um, a patent uh, that Apple yeah patent. Well, um, it's a licensing program for the uh, actual lightning adapter so like um, third-party chargers that use the lightning port right they need to get a license from apple to even make that the end of the cord that has the lightning adapter right right because it's a particular license and so um they opened up lightning headphone specs to manufacturers for licensing okay and so obviously lightning headphones are going to be a thing because of this license that they're putting out. Yeah. Whether or not they remove the USB, not the USB, <laughs> you mentioned USB and now it's in my head, uh, the uh, earphone jack, that's complete speculation. Right. Which doesn't seem too far-fetched when you think, well, if they're going to make a lightning thing, then why not get rid of the other port? Why have two headphone jacks? But then, I don't know. Yeah, like a lot of these speculato- speculatory claims about Apple do tend to be based on something there normally is some uh some fact of mm-hmm. them when it actually comes out so i i fully expect um at the next next year's keynote apple address you know uh It'll be like the seven's gonna be normal but here's some new headphones that are gonna come with the seven like like the seven might come with lightning headphones 
Um, but still have the jack, and then the no, next no, 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 Brad. The, the seven is gonna be revolutionary because it's so thin, and it's the size of a credit card or some stupid shit like that. See, I don't understand why they're trying to go thinner. If they're if they're giving like they're selling these uh, plus phones, which are like bigger than the regular version. Yeah, why, why it, go why go bigger and thinner? That makes no sense to me. You know, I mean, it might as well be a huge block that stays charged for like fifteen years or something. <laughs> well, you know, and this is this is maybe to some credit to them, but uh, there are technologies being developed with uh, flexible LCD screens. Maybe they eventually want to get into a flexible phone environment. Yeah, but here's the issue: the issue isn't the case, and the issue isn't the screen being flexible. The issue is, is every other part in the phone's not flexible. No, exactly. But maybe they're trying to figure out a way to to make everything thinner, make everything more flexible, if that's a possibility. You know, compartmentalize things so that it could be, you know, not flex, not fully flexible, but almost like um, gridded. That'd I don't be know. Cool. Yeah, like I know what you mean. Like, se- like segmented, so that way it, it like pseudo bends, but not really. Yeah, exactly. Not, re- not true flexibility, but um, gaps in the material allow it to bend until like a point. Yeah, I got you. That'd be kind of cool, but that would be I neat. I don't, I don't know the purpose. But <laughs> yeah, I, I think it'd be gimmicky, but it'd be neat. <laughs> it'd be neat. I mean, most of the cool stuff that comes out today is is gimmicky. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Um, the design they're showing, like the concept art is always totally different than what the phone is. Like, the concept art they have for the 7 that's going to have no jack, right? Um, they moved the camera to the middle like all the other um, uh, Android phones have, right? And then that's right. The, Apple the back is, like, curve. curved, kind of like the... Um, the Edge? The Mac computers is what oh, it reminds yeah. me of. You know what okay. I mean? Like, the big screens with the curved backs... Yep. Yeah, so yeah. I almost feel like they took like an image of the back of one and then like pseudo imposed all the iPhone stuff onto it because <laughs> it looks literally like the back of one of those computers. Well, someone's going to hear this cast and then they're going to jump on the whole pseudo flexible gridded thing segmented. Someone will uh, will do a mock up of that and it'll just be they'll take the the back of the iMac, superimpose a bunch of them. To make that gridded, so it's going to be bumpy. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> See, now, one gripe I do have, though, is Apple's always, like, the first to, like, no longer support their products. Right. So, like, for instance, those, like, computers, right? If you got one a few years ago, you can't update to the latest uh, OS. Like, you're stuck right. on it. Yeah. And so you need to actually purchase another one. At least um, Windows, they don't really – as far as I know, they don't actually sell computers. They they're, they license out Windows to computers to sell, like HP, Intel, that kind of stuff, Dell. Well, Windows did start selling computers, like the, the Microsoft Surface. Now, that that's, that is one. But other than that, I can't think of like a traditional desktop. No, they don't. That's Microsoft. Yeah, the Surface is their only, like, hardware performance computer. And, you know what I mean? And because of that, they support, like, my computer now, it can take 
OS, the uh, Windows 10. Right. And my computer's pretty old. Um, so that's an, that's an, <laughs> that's one issue I have with Apple. Um, and so with the whole port changing thing, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> they, they they like to do um, but like they get people talking about it though. You know what I mean? So like, oh yeah, whoever mentioned the iPhone jack missing, they're talking about it. And so now Apple's getting uh, a little bit of publicity, and they're selling more phones. Since I've opened the page for the article that I was reading, four thousand three hundred and seventy have sold. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, it's like well, they're they're successful then. <laughs> It's working for them. Oh, yeah. Like, Apple Apple does well for themselves. Don't get me wrong. I just wish that they didn't. So, I want you to talk a little bit about Facebook. You mentioned their uh, video streaming. Right. So, uh, so we all, we all know, well, you know, we know about uh, Periscope and Meerkat, which uh, live video streaming applications. Uh... uh Meerkat, I believe, was the originator, if I'm remembering my history of this right. right. And then uh, Twitter ended up coming out with uh, Periscope, which I've dabbled with and and still don't really get it. I've played with a little bit, but, like, 99% of the content on it is real and utter, like, bull. (laughs) Yeah. It's It's like a couple people in the car driving to the airport, and they're like... Everybody push the heart button if you want us to, to sing the radio music till we get there. It's yeah. Like, what's going on? So, like, people that have, like, a massive, like, Twitter following, then maybe they're interested in just looking at, into these people's lives. But other than that, like, from an outside where I don't follow these people, I'm just noticing them on, like, the front page. It's totally yeah. uninteresting to me. Oh, yeah. Like, I just, I really don't get it. And I never have. Um, I've... I've even tried, like, a, a friend of mine was streaming, so I was watching her write her blog post. And, you know, I, I I used to be roommates with this person, and I've hung around many, many times while she's doing absolutely nothing and, you know, just being just, you know, adjacent. But uh, somehow doing it over the application was even more boring. Uh, so I, I don't get this service at all. You're I like, always... You're like, I'm sorry for you. I'll, I'll spam the heart button. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, like, I... And I, I always say, like, I must, this must be the generational thing. Like, every once in a while, there comes along a social network that I just don't get. I don't get Vine. I don't, uh, that's, that's not something that I see. Some was able... people, like, a majority don't, but some people, like, utilize the few seconds that they have as, like, an art form. And that thing, that I kind of find, like, interesting, right? Where, like, they cut a couple pieces together and it's like, it's like, wow, I can't believe this person managed to, uh, like, convey something in seven seconds, right? But then a majority of people are just like, yeah, Vine. Oh, end of Vine. No, seven seconds. <laughs> like, yeah, like, it just, it seems to be something for high school students. I think that it's just a generational thing with me, and I just don't get it. And I imagine that Periscope is probably the same thing. I'm sure there could be some value to, like, live streaming events, um, but... Overall, I'm I'm not blown away by the technology. Well, uh, some people some people ban that kind of stuff though. Yeah, exactly. Like they want their own like monopoly on the streaming, and so therefore they don't um, 
want anybody else like they'll like ban periscoping from it yeah exactly you could literally you just do like the back camera and then you could stream it right from like the like let's say you go to pax and you sit in the front row you could stream like an up close shot and then people at pax will get like peeved about it you know what i mean so it's like it's definitely um this whole like video streaming from your phone thing just is totally obscure to me to be honest with you like um i'm trying to think of something i found actually worthwhile to watch for an extended period of time i think maybe i watched five minutes of um honestly it was like really stupid it was the news there was a lady on the news that um while the show was going she had her phone like on like a kickstand on the desk and it was like really, really, really close. And she would just do the news, and then when they went to commercials, she would just like talk about random stuff. But she would show you like what like their view is from there. And obviously, right. unless you're going to be a broadcaster, you're never going to see that view. And that was cool. But then after that, I was like, okay, the it was nice to see for the first time. Now I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, it's not to say that live streaming doesn't have value like uh you know we've both talked about twitch in the past which is technically live streaming but there's a big difference between yourself sometimes you are like sometimes you are but i mean my first uh sort of gaming theme podcast endeavor was live streamed over twitch um and you know it's there's a lot of value to that but it's a big difference between uh, you know, a very technically coordinated live stream where you can use, uh, you know, external applications to affect it. Things like um, uh, Xcode. No, that's not right. Xsplit. Xsplit. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, or OBS or or stuff OBS like and stuff um, to have some production value to it compared to just you know you you point and shoot your app. Um, Twitch has, in my opinion, a lot more value to me anyway. Uh, but, uh, but all this to say, so Twitter really has the monopoly right now on live streaming, but Facebook's announced that they are going to start allowing or start, um, handling live streaming. So they're going to, uh, launch it out to begin to the beginning to a small percentage of users in the U S, uh, over iPhones. So, uh, so, you know, you might, uh, you might be live streaming soon, Brad. Now, you know what they're going to do now? Now they're going to say, we have more more live stream viewers than uh, Periscope and Meerkat combined. Because it auto-plays when you scroll past the, the view. <laughs> Probably. Like, like, they do, like, like their, their um, analytics are, like, such bull. Like, they like to, like, just spin it around to whatever way kind of, like, benefits them. So that, oh, I remember yeah. when they were like, we, have, we get more views than YouTube does. Um, okay, I'll believe that if you count every view as every time the video starts playing, even if they don't actually watch it, because it always plays for like a split second because it's, it plays like the second you scroll over it. Yeah. The second it's on your page, it's playing. And then once you scroll off, it stops playing. But it's like, if you're counting those as views, um, you're very flawed because those yeah. aren't people watching. Those are people scrolling through and they have no choice but to play it. Yeah, like exactly. You, that'd be like if you go to YouTube, you type in YouTube.com, whatever, right? 
and instead of coming to a homepage where you can select a video you want to watch, you can still select the video you want to watch, but it picks a random video and just starts playing it. Their views will go through the roof because people go to YouTube all the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, we, we talked a little... What are they going to stream? The same stuff that's on Periscope. Garbage. Well, <laughs> well that's the thing is, uh, why, what's what's the, the draw to use Facebook versus Periscope? Like, there's going to have to be... And, you know, maybe it's that it's going to embed right in your Facebook wall or your Facebook... Yeah, um, maybe it's like YouTube gaming where, like, it's all in one place rather than splitting it. Because we, we've mentioned that on a cast before. Yeah. Um... And I mentioned that I think people who are dedicated YouTube watchers and they they have never watched a stream in their life, they'll probably actually watch YouTube gaming streams because it probably. comes into your sub box. Yeah, and you don't have to sign up for anything else, right? Yeah. Um, on the other hand, people who do watch live streams regularly before YouTube gaming was ever a thing, they might go over for a little bit, but they're going to get bored relatively quick and they're going to just switch back. Yeah. That's what I think. And then for the people who are on the creator end of the service, right? Yeah. If they have a dedicated YouTube following and they stream maybe like once a month, if that, just whenever like they get like the itch, um, they'll probably do it on YouTube Gaming probably because they don't have to move any subscribers over. Um, also, YouTube – not you, yeah, YouTube. I was going to say – not YouTube, but it is YouTube. It's Google too. Um they, you don't have to have a certain number of people following you to have subscribers. It's literally that's the only form they have, right? Um, so there's not a big wall. Like on Twitch, you have to get a certain number of people from your YouTube over to Twitch in order for Twitch to say, oh, hey, do you want us to partner with you and you can have a sub button and get yeah. like a portion of the five bucks that people pay, right? You're right. Um, so there's no wall too. So people who are like definitively on YouTube um, will probably stay on YouTube. Um, and since this, there's actually been time to pass, I can actually mention quite a few people. Um, well, not quite a few people, but I'll mention two in particular. I watched two people, right? One guy, um, YouTube Gaming came out. He was interested in it. Um, he live streams more often now, and he does it on YouTube Gaming. So that's one case where YouTube Gaming won. And he was a avid uh, YouTube, um, uh, you, like YouTuber before streaming, right? Right. Um, the other guy also was an avid YouTuber, but he streamed way more often than the other guy. He's also Twitch and not YouTube gaming. Um, okay. He's mentioned that he might go back after they fix like some of the issues because, um, we've all known that like the chat on YouTube is always horrible like people even people who do stream on youtube gaming they'll usually be like use this other service to do chat because it's almost impossible to moderate um but yeah so they're like i think they have right around the same number of actual youtube subscribers so it's interesting to see one go one way and one go the other way but also the other person he had not a super significant but a significant enough following on twitch on uh, twitch right meanwhile the other guy he didn't stream on twitch all that often he did sometimes but not super often and so he didn't have as massive of, as a, of a following right and those people that were the following they were also already watching youtube videos of his so it was like no big deal 
Yeah, so like it, it, it seems that YouTube gaming was a good alternative for people who hadn't gotten into Twitch, but it wasn't a big enough uh, draw to get people to move over. If they were, yeah, if they were like avid Twitch users. Twitch wasn't losing out, but also YouTube gaming had nowhere to, nowhere, like they had no traction to begin with, so they had nothing to lose. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like maybe the market, the market might be big enough for both, because it doesn't seem like it really impacted Twitch too much. And YouTube gaming seems to be doing okay. I mean, I could pull it up any time of day and find quite a few people streaming. Not, I mean, some are really decent, some aren't. Um, but the market, I guess, is big enough. Yeah, and it, you know, I'm sure it'll be big enough to support them both. I'm sure only one will win out in the end. I have a feeling it'll probably be Periscope. It just <laughs> seems like an odd move for YouTube to be going. Yeah. Or sorry, for face, Facebook to be going down. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they, they always talk about trying to diversify. Like, their whole big push a few years ago was they were going to try and take over Search, and that didn't go well. That I don't uh, understand. Maybe, maybe they're going to be one of the people uh, buying the YouTube, not the, uh, YouTube, Yahoo services? Quite possibly. Um, like, that would, that, make, that would make sense. That maybe would, actually. <laughs> their their uh, core internet business? Yeah. So, to, to kind of lead into that, uh, so Yahoo has announced recently um they're in talks that they might sell their core internet businesses so this all comes out of uh discussions that have been going on for about a year um yahoo owns part of the online retailer alibaba and alibaba is a leave indian uh company wherein you can buy directly from uh from suppliers, mostly in manufacturing-centric countries. Uh, India is a big one. Uh, anywhere that they have, uh, you know, the sweatshops that manufacture uh, products. Uh, Vietnam is another big one, obviously. Um, but anyway, all that to say, so Yahoo owns a substantial uh, stake of this company. They talked about spinning it out of Yahoo into a separate company. This process has been going on since, I believe, January of this year. Um, and recently, it's been talked about that Yahoo might is might be considering selling their core internet services business. So, you know, their Yahoo Media, Yahoo Mail, um, the quasi-search engine that they have. Uh, so, this is not surprising news, but surprising news. Uh, Marissa Mayer has been at the head of Yahoo now for a few years, and she seems to have done some interesting things to try and turn it around. Yahoo Screen was one of them. Uh, you know, it didn't go well, but we got another season of Community out of it. <laughs> um, but, you know, by and large, Yahoo hasn't really been itself since the mid-2000s, and it's been struggling for about 10 years now. I don't think anyone is surprised to hear that they're interested in selling out their internet division. But, uh, I don't know, Brad, like on your day-to-day -day life, do you use Yahoo at all? Nope. Not at all. No. Don't use it for news? You don't nope. use it for sports? For nothing. Now, Not I will mention that a long time ago, maybe... Uh, not more than seven, but definitely more than five. So right in that sweet spot. Um, I did use you, uh, Yahoo a little bit, um, 
Mostly, I was just trying to see what like random questions people post on Yahoo Answers. Right. <laughs> like people would be like, "I have something on the bottom of my foot, and it's red and gross looking. What's wrong with me?" <laughs> and then you would just always respond, "Cancer." Exactly. You know, Brad. Let Let's step through through the Yahoo services because I, you know, I, I wasn't even thinking about Yahoo Answers. But uh, so you've got. You've got Yahoo Search. So Yahoo was originally actually a web directory. It, it's not oh, – and I, I think it's – I'm not sure if it, it actually is a full-fledged uh, search engine now that's indexing the internet. But, you know, originally it was in, only indexing its own content that was submitted to it. That's obviously been usurped by Google and to a lesser extent, Bing. Uh, there's Yahoo Mail. Did you ever use Yahoo Mail? Uh, I did not, but my girlfriend used Yahoo Mail. Yeah, it tried However, to. However, she doesn't even remember her password for it. There so. you go. Well, it tried to compete with uh, with Hotmail, and you know, to to a lesser extent, it was probably one of the the big competition. And then Google kind of came along and took over the mail uh, space, mm-hmm. or at least a good chunk of it. Yep, like I'm there, over there for sure. Yeah, um, uh, there yeah. was Yahoo. There was Yahoo Groups. Yahoo Groups kind of went away. That's been replaced more or less for a while by message boards. Now probably just by Reddit and these link sharing communities. Now I'm looking at the the toolbar for Yahoo. Right. I see Flickr. Do they own Flickr? Yep. That I did not know until just now. <laughs> but now that I'm thinking about it, I should have known that all along. <laughs> well, they bought a couple of uh, of technologies that were doing okay. Flickr was one of them. I think, like, Has honestly, I think they're... Flickr in a long time? <laughs> um, I do, actually, for Creative Commons searches. Oh, fair like enough. Like, looking, looking for license-free photography. Um, I don't know. Like, they've got their entertainment news. I think their entertainment news does well. Yep, they got sports news, finance, weather, weather games. Uh, so they have quite a few little uh, sub... I don't know, what would you call them? You know, like 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 verticals, sub sub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess the only thing that I can think of, though, that I remember Yahoo being big for that it might still be it was fantasy sports. But I I know that to a large degree that even got taken over by CBS now has a really big fantasy sports industry. So yeah, like maybe there's just nothing left for uh, for Yahoo to be the big kahuna on like the the big supplier of everything that they seem to provide someone else provides it bigger and better to some sort of extent yeah maybe they're casting out too many lines maybe that was their their downfall yeah (laughs) um and apparently they're like somebody's gonna find enough value in this that they're gonna buy it apparently i don't know Uh, but no, I mean, I guess the question is, what is left if Yahoo sells their, uh, internet businesses? Apparently whatever else they were working on. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I, I guess, uh, you know, I, I, do they keep Flickr from that? I, obviously they still have Alibaba that they want to separate. Um, I don't, I don't really know. Like, they, they specifically mentioned selling their mail platform. I don't understand why. Why they would sell their mail platform? Yeah, like, 
who's gonna find value in that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, like personally, I don't find any value in any of their markets. Like I was thinking for like a split second, well, maybe this is a chance for Google to buy it and just crush it. But then I was thinking, why even bother? It's not even that big of a competition to them. Like it would just be wasted cash. Well, so the thing is, it's always uh, it, with uh, w- with things like this. It's normally some of the software technologies underneath that uh, that someone is buying. So no one actually wants to. They don't want to own Yahoo. They want to own the infrastructure that's already been made. Yeah, they want to own something that Yahoo has created that they have a patent or. Perhaps maybe they want some of Yahoo's employees, like some of the knowledge. That's oftentimes uh, what what spurs a company buying another company is for the actual knowledge that's that's sitting within it. Exactly. So if they actually had like maybe if like their search engine was like completely different from Google and it had some features that Google didn't have um, pre built in, that could draw an interest. You know what I mean? Yeah, perhaps they could be like, actually, that's a really cool idea for a search engine. We that'd be something proprietary we could probably own. That'd be nice. But now that you think about it, their search engine doesn't have anything unique about it. Um, probably not. No, but <laughs> you know there there might be something within Flickr that they'd be able to sell off, or that that might have value. Like there, there's it's oftentimes a combination of of patents and technology. So it could be a lot of different things. Um, that's that's the the sort of key with some of these older companies that people often forget, you know, BlackBerry is a big one that people always mm-hmm. talk about how they're still around or what's going to happen to them or they're going to become worthless. And the actuality is that BlackBerry has a ton of proprietary software that is worth a fortune. Um, well, think about it. If you part. purchased Yahoo, like um, whatever they're, whatever they're planning on selling. Yep. Whichever portion of it, whether it be like, 90 or 100, <laughs> what would you do with it? That's the thing, Brad. Like it, it would be so dependent upon who would buy it and what they'd be buying it for. Because Yahoo casts a very wide net. It does. and that it, A very wide net. Like even in like not in their like top bar where they have their home and their mail and their search. They have like little breakdowns of like games and recreation, politics, travel. Um, they got lots of stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like they're um, a big... But it's like the net's too big is their issue. Well, yeah. is it though? Because, I mean, Google's net's pretty big, but they're successful. So, like, what's yeah. the difference between them? <laughs> it's it's sort of hard to say because one of the big things that Marissa Mayer did with, with Yahoo was tried to diversify and bring in more and more of these sort of sub-verticals and these, these sub-purposes. And it's these subsections that were being brought in that turned out to be profitable, um, Yahoo Screen being the obvious exception, so I, you know, I, I see why they went the route that they went. Um, I they probably could have cut some of these ancillary businesses while they were going, but live and learn, I suppose. Well, I'm trying to think of the word for it. Um, there's a special term for it, um, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, it's when when like a brand becomes. Uh, synonymous with a product right so like pop tarts pop tarts is actually a brand it's not a product the product is like uh some sort of pastry right and then uh popsicles is actually not a product popsicles is a brand the pop itself is the product right 
And so when somebody says they're going to search for something, people say they're going to Google it, right? Yeah. Or they'll say they're going to search, but sometimes they say Google. You never say, hear somebody say, I'm going to, I'm going to Yahoo it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but there's an, there's, there's a benefit and a, and a negative, right? So for a search engine, I feel like that's probably a positive. Um, because if you say you're going to Google something, let's say you go on the internet, you're probably going to type in Google and then f- Google it, right? Or yeah. your own Chrome and it's going to Google it anyway. Um, but regardless, when you say Google, you immediately think to Google it. You're not going to say, I'm going to go Google that and then go to Yahoo. Right. Um, so for maybe search engines, it's good. Um, but for other products, it's detrimental, right? So when you think Pop-Tart, you might not be buying Pop-Tarts, right? Right. Um, and so your brand becomes watered down, right? Because everybody says Pop-Tart, but not everybody buys Pop-Tart. When you say Google then you google you don't search, i'm i'm, you know I'm I mean? sorry brad i feel like pop tart is a really weird example are there actually like pop tarts that aren't branded pop tarts yeah i have never seen these um most of the time they're made by whatever company the store that sells it owns right um but let me think of another example uh, well kleenex is a another yeah kleenex example. is a really good yeah. example um so in America, they have non-Pop-Tart Pop-Tarts. Yeah. My mind is blown right now. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm, but yeah, uh, I am. You know I'm saying, yes. though? It's like, watered down the brand, yeah. It, it, the brand is watered down. It, saying Pop-Tart doesn't make you buy a Pop-Tart. Saying Pop-Tart makes you buy the product, but right. not the brand. When you right. say Google, it makes you search using Google. You know what I mean? Right. It's one of, it's one of those weird cases where... Um, the name actually doesn't like come down to uh, like your product. Like basically, in your mind, when you just buy any old pop tart, you think ah, pop tarts, right? You know what I mean. Rather than think, oh, this is these pastry bread things. <laughs> like, right. what are they even called? <laughs> but I don't know. But I digress, uh, though. It's to- so, toasted snack cake. So what it made me think of is that. In the search market, there's I find there's no value in Yahoo, but maybe in some of the other markets there's something. Well, and the other, the other thing, and again we're you know we're we're kind of going off on this, but <laughs> the thing to keep in mind, Brad, is there is searching other than web crawling. So to give you an example, like I, I work in um, in web development. And uh, one of the things that is often a, a big deal nowadays with sites is, you know, on-site searching. So mm-hmm. uh, if, you know, a company produces a lot of content, uh, if some of this stuff's in PDFs and stuff, they uh, they want to be able to index this content. So there are tools that are essentially search engines that sit only within your website. So Yahoo, although I don't believe it's ever been a web crawler, it's still a search index and it indexes content. So there might be value in a company that creates on-site searching to purchase that engine for the years and years and years of refinement and algorithms behind it, even though it's not as good as, say, a Google or a Bing in terms of web crawling. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. I got you. I know what you mean. I totally agree. Um, you, you, you made me think of a point. I don't even know if we have a... 
searching on the podcast site. <laughs> I might Probably not. Probably <laughs> not. Um, oh, and uh, you know, I Wikipedia Wikipedia it, Brad. Yep. Uh, and uh, and I did actually Wikipedia it. I didn't go to you know like Encarta, um, but uh, <laughs> the. Pop tarts are technically a toaster pastry. Toaster That's pastry. That's what that I was is thinking. the product type. Um. All right. So, Yahoo is going away, and no one's really going to care. Uh, I guess yep. is is the summary of that. That's the summary. Yeah. I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to cry or lose any sleep. <laughs> But Brad, uh, in you know, in terms of gaming, there's a uh, there's a couple of big news items. Uh, I think the one that we would be remiss to not talk about, um, I'm sure we mentioned on the cast before, but there's a lot of drama with Metal Gear Solid, Konami, and Hideo Kojima. Mm-hmm. So the the entire story is not super clear. At some time, at some point, people thought that he was fired from Konami. Uh, you know, his name was taken off all of the, uh, advertising and the media for the new Metal Gear Solid game. Now it looks like he's still there, but all of that to say the video game or the game awards were, were this past week. And as expected, Metal Gear Solid did take home a, uh, victory, uh, at the awards. However, Hideo Kojima was not there to accept the award. So uh, Kiefer Sutherland, the voice of Solid Snake, uh, accepted the, the award for Konami. Uh, after the fact, the host of the Game Awards uh, announced, and I thought this was a little bit weird, but, uh, but he did announce that uh, Kojima actually had wanted to attend the awards, but was prevented by the lawyers from Konami. Um, which is quite, quite strange. Um, I, I feel like, like, I understand they're trying to distance him from this, but he's such a, he is probably the most polarizing figure in the gaming industry. Uh, you know, there's very few game producers that people really know about, and Kojima is one of them. Uh, so I, I thought it was strange, first of all, that they wouldn't have allowed him to go. And I thought it was a little strange. Uh, the the game host or the, the sorry the host of the gaming awards actually announcing to the crowd why he wasn't there. I thought that was going a little maybe a little too far as uh, you know clearly not being impartial uh, on the whole matter. But uh, I'm sure that Konami wasn't too happy about that decision. Um, I don't know. Uh, Brad, what are your thoughts? Like, should uh, should the host Jeff uh, Keeley have announced the reason why uh, Kojima wasn't there? Uh, is he kind of letting friendship come across? You know, go over the the fact that he's supposed to be somewhat of an impartial host in an award ceremony. Uh, do you think Konami made the right choice not letting him come? What's your thoughts on the whole matter? What I don't understand is why. The- wow, that's a big truck. <laughs> um. <laughs> what I don't understand is why they didn't let him come. Yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, especially His since he's His name is there after every mission. <laughs> uh, well, and especially since he's now... Uh, he, he's now... Uh, it's been announced he's still an employee. Exactly. Like, he still works for Konami. Yeah, so, so what's no what, sense. Yeah. Like, what's the mm-hmm. end plan here? 
Like, are they keeping him on? I don't know. It's all very strange. Who even knows about these guys anymore? <laughs> about Konami? Yeah, no, about... Uh... Yeah, yeah, about Konami. I thought you said... I thought you said oh, Konami. yeah, yeah, Like, who who knows what, what they're thinking these days. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of strange choices. Um, there's been so much in the media this past year about Konami, about their treatment of employees, about coach... That was, that was a big thing. Yeah. Treatment of employees. Kojima's reckless spending. Uh, there is, there's a lot, there, there's a lot more to the story, I think, than we still are waiting for. <laughs> your, your dog is very upset about, uh, I don't Kojima. know what she's, oh, let the dog out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... Yeah, it was it was because the dog uh, downstairs was barking. <laughs> she was very mad about the separation. Um, my question is, why leave us in, in in the dark about it, and why not let him go, even though he's still an employee? So many things in this make. Uh, let's see, one one percent sense? I don't know, no, probably zero percent sense. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I think what the hell. I think that when you're dealing with a situation like this, Konami has to be a lot more open about what they're really thinking. Uh, I think there could have been value in letting the organizers of the Game Awards know that Kojima was not going to be able to attend more in advance than they did. I think they need to be a little not more transparent. Be able to attend. Well, I think they need uh, to be more transparent. Yeah, he's he's tied up right now. Uh, in the basement, you know, because that's yeah. how you treat our employees. <laughs> Exactly. There needs to be more transparency in general. I think there needed to be more damage control after... Well, here's what I'm thinking now. Maybe it was all a publicity stunt. Not that they need it, but... <laughs> yeah, all of a sudden, you know, they're gonna just announce that they've all reconciled and Metal Gear Solid 6 is coming out and it's gonna be bigger and better than ever. <laughs> oh my goodness. I... If, we're, if you were there, would you have booed when they said that uh, Kojima wasn't allowed to, uh, to come to the show? If they when if they said yeah Kojima we we said he can't come, then I'd be like, Bruh. yeah. <laughs> and then I'd uh, be like the guy with the shoe, <sighs> just chuck your shoe up there. There you go. Uh, and then the only uh, the only other gaming news that I I had of note for this week, um, and this this story is very near and dear to my heart because I've I've known about this and it's bothered me for so many years. We're talking about loading. We are talking about loading. So Namco owns a patent on minigames during loading screens. Uh, And they they have for a long time now. It's been about 20 years that they've had this patent. And uh, you'll notice occasionally with Namco games, you know, one example is uh, that I always think about is Test Drive had Pong during the loading screen. You know, my uh, my friends and I used to play that while we were waiting for the game to load. Um, and, And Namco owns a patent on this. And this patent is expiring. So if this patent expires, we will be able to, or, you know, we'll see loading screens during, uh, or sorry, uh, minigames during loading screens, which I think would be really, really fun for games that do have that longer loading time. You know, uh, specifically some PC games, uh, Skyrim is a good example, has just god-awfully long loading times. Uh, fighting games tend to, you know, anything that has that kind of fast-paced movement. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I I think it could be a lot of fun 
uh, to start seeing uh, to start seeing these little mini games built into loading screens. Now, you know, what would be a, a really unique idea: loading screens screens built into video games. <laughs> um, but Going no, full meta there. <laughs> but no, in all, in all honesty, I don't understand how that was even a thing. It's sort of like how until just recently, Happy Birthday was copyrighted. And like, you go to a restaurant and somebody says, oh, it's this guy's birthday. And then they're like, happy, happy birthday. Da, da, da. <laughs> it's like, how, what? People sing this at their house. Are you going to go to their house and sue them too? You could. You could too. Well, not anymore, but you could. Yeah, you can't anymore. No, that's that's the thing, Brad. Like, uh, patent but law is, is very strange. Thing? Intellectual property rights are very, very strange. Um, and, well, you know, it's, it's a happy birthday example. It's no different than copywriting any other song. Um, you know, it's it's trying to put... The age is what bugged me. Yes, the it's, age. It was so old. It was so confusing why just make it public domain already. Free use. Like, I can... Like, like, I can understand, like, the songs that are coming out now. Obviously, nobody wants you to steal that song. Those are copyright. But a, a song that's so ingrained into, like, popular culture now? Yeah, but it's it's that ever, you know, that, that argument, Brad, uh, as to you've done something, you've created something that has value. At what point should it expire and why? So, you know... Uh, copyright law lasts for a finite amount of time and it can be renewed. Um, but so I, I think the argument is say you invest $5 in the bank yep, and that $5 grows over the years and it's been, you know, a hundred years. And now that $5 is actually worth a lot of money and has a lot of value. Mm -hmm. So, but you're dead, obviously you willed it to, to your family and your family is benefiting from whatever money that $5 is now created. Mm -hmm. How is that any different than you create something like the song Happy Birthday? Uh, you copyright it, you license that out, and that song only appreciates in value over the years because everyone uses it, and then your family can no longer benefit from what you created and the value you created because all of a sudden that's just quote-unquote public domain. See, I totally understand both sides of the argument. The main side of the argument I have is what they're discussing now is um, intellectual license uh, length. Because currently it's 70 years, right? Right. So you're dead, <laughs> and it's going on still. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're, I think they're contemplating it now, if I'm not mistaken, whether or not it should be shortened. Because they feel like 70 years is a really long time to have uh, a unique license to something. Um, right. But... On one hand, I do understand, and I do, like, I'm, I'm on the fence. I almost feel like 70 years might not be enough for some things. Um, like, for example, even artwork and things in video games, those are also intellectual, and those are also good for 70 years, right? But who's to say that somebody should be allowed to copy something like that after 70 years, right? Right, exactly. And, and that's the thing is how do you put that – you know, how, how do you define 
when when that expires and why should that expire? Like if you've yeah. got family that could benefit from it, why can't they continue to? Exactly. I mean, I can understand the reason. The reason's obviously because you don't want a one-sided market, right? So like the pinch to zoom thing with the iPhone, you don't want that to be forever iPhone owned. Right. You want other people to be able to use it and improve on the technology. Um, but then there's other things that you're like, those should just be good forever. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example. I mean, honestly, any, any art form in general, this besides like maybe a few things, but, um, for instance, like, let's say Bethesda runs out on their, uh, fallout thing. Should anybody really be allowed just to pick it up? But you're making the argument that everyone should be allowed to pick up Happy Birthday. See, I feel like the cultural, like, how cultural it is just kind of, like, makes me feel uh, that way. Which, once you mention, like, people's families, then I'm like, oh, man, maybe the maybe it should still be <laughs> under copyright so these people can still uh, profit. But, I mean, I mean, how many generations has gone past where they've been profiting from it? <laughs> I don't even know. It's, it's no, a touchy subject. It really, really like, is. Like everybody involved. Uh, but, I'm starting you know, to try to remember what, what we were originally talking about. Well, it's if Namco... Oh, loading this... screen. Right, right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that uh, it could... It could... You know, it's not going to have this global huge impact on gaming, but especially as loading times have gotten less and less over the years. But I think it would still be... Uh, it's still going to come up with some really interesting mini-games over the years, I think, because this patent expires. Now, something that interests me that I think... Um, I think it's intellectual to Sony, but it might not be, is um, how they load games now. Um, to mention Fallout again, that was a, a game that was painful. Um, <laughs> um, they did not allow the PlayStation's, uh, quick load to, I think it's called quick load or something like that to, uh, it, it doesn't, uh, uh, like utilize that portion of the PlayStation. So you literally have to wait till the entire game loads for the first time. Mm-hmm. So it probably played the little, uh, special thing, maybe 400 times <laughs> from S to L. <laughs> yeah so um but for other games it's, it's really good so like destiny even though you own a disc it has to load for the first time right but through this playstation's uh property it only loads this a, a small portion that's essential first and then you can play the game while the rest of the game loads in the background, right which i really like because then you completely eliminate the really long load times for the original start of the game. And you can just start playing. And then once everything's ready, then it's ready. Right. Um, I think Sony has property on that, if I'm not mistaken. And they might very well. I don't think the Xbox does that. Um, but I think it's really cool. And so, And then when you think about that property, is it really essential to have these loading screens now? Because it literally takes maybe like not even a minute to load the essential portion for big games, even like Destiny. Right. And then I was able to play like right away. And that um, might be why Namco is just letting the patent expire. <laughs> Probably. Or maybe because the loading times are small to begin with. I mean, except yeah. for that special thing. Man, I would have liked to play uh, Fallout Shelter or something during that thing. <laughs> it was pain- Yeah, no kidding. It was painful. Yeah. 
it's like strength is for S is for strength and in the wasteland that's really important. It helps you carry stuff and I was like, I should know all this by heart by now. Yeah, no kidding. And I don't know why some somebody specifically mentioned from Bethesda's camp as to why they didn't utilize that from the PlayStation. Um but I don't remember what they said. No idea what they said, but they said, "Oh, something with PlayStation. We couldn't, we couldn't utilize that." I was like, "Okay, whatever." Yeah, it might be just because they have to load too much of the game in advance. It could be. Yeah. Anyway, Brad, it's uh, it's coming up on an hour. It is. We, uh, you know, we've exhausted our topic, so the timing <laughs> is perfect. And uh, you know, our our loyal viewers or listeners. They're uh, they're finishing their run. They're getting to work. Their commute is ending. I don't know. Their their bath is done. But uh, <laughs> but, but we gotta let them get back to their lives. Got, gotta let them get back to the real world. Uh, so Brad, it's uh, you know it's been a real good uh, real good cast today. Where can people find you and follow you uh, after uh, after we're done here? Um, they can find me on Twitter at Brad Bell underscore with one L. Um, I don't post too much stuff, but I do post a little bit. Um, and they can also find you on Twitter as well. They can. They can find me at Brad Rock, and that is Rock spelled R-A-C-H. And yes, it is pronounced Rock, not Ratch, not Rash, not Rack. Uh, and they can also find me uh, at www.bradrock.com, uh, where I blog about gaming, technology, project management, reality TV, really whatever the hell I feel like at the time. <laughs> uh, and they also can find our podcasts at our website, correct? They can at bradsquared.com. There is uh, an image for the episode, and you can click on it, and it will take you to links to everything that we talk about during the cast. Fantastic. All the show notes. And then, of course, you can find us on iTunes, where uh, we would love it if you would give us a five-star rating and tell us what you like about uh, the podcast. I agree. I concur. (laughs) You concur. All right, Brad. It has been a fantastic day of talking about uh, video games and technology and patent law with you. <laughs> uh, until next week, have a have a great great week. See you later, guys. Bye bye.